You're listening to Create Wealth Through Franchising, and I'm your host, Kim Daly. In my 20 years as a franchise consultant, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their dreams of building and scaling franchise businesses to create wealth. The interview you're about to hear can also be found on my YouTube channel, where I post new franchising content multiple times per week. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and to my YouTube channel at kimdaily.tv. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Daily Coach YouTube channel. Today we have a really fun topic, a topic that most of my candidates think I'm totally crazy when I bring it up. Touch my 401k? Kim, are you crazy? But in the end, a lot of my candidates end up using their 401k as a way to fund their franchise investment. So with me today, I want to introduce my great friend, Eric Schechterman, the Chief Development Officer for Benetrends. Thank you for having me, Kim. Very, very fun topic to to talk about. This is a great topic. And so Eric is an expert at how the 401k rollover plan actually works or what's called the ROBS, the rollover for business startup. So Eric, tell us a little bit about um, how the program works. And then maybe as you're talking, I'm going to bring up some of the cynical questions that I'm often asked about, you know, using your 401k and maybe we can bring it home with like the real true value proposition of thinking about this as being your own bank, if you will, in terms of lending money to yourself instead of borrowing from the bank where you have a loan and you have interest in all of that. No, it's, it's, it's such a great topic. And I love that we're talking about this because, um, I would tell you in my 10 years of doing this, if we pulled the thousands of clients that we work with on setting up rollover funding strategies, my bet would be 80% started off the conversation, just like you said, I would never touch my retirement accounts. And then learning about it and figuring out how it works, what are the real details, what the benefits and what the negatives are and all the different aspects. And I would tell you that in my 10 years, if I have 100 people that could do it, and if 50 of them don't do it, 50 of them would almost openly admit, it makes sense. I just can't emotionally get myself to do it. And I get that 100%. I mean, since the day we took our jobs, it was, don't touch your 401k, don't touch your retirement accounts. And if you do, you're going to pay 10% early withdrawal penalty if you're before the age of 59 and a half. And any money that you pull out of your retirement accounts, you pay income tax on for that tax year. So if you're in a 20, 30% income tax bracket, you know, between tax and penalty, it's not the most attractive thing. Um, and rollover funding, here comes a company like Benetrends or people learning about what rollover funding is um, and tells you, no, you can actually gain access to that, no tax, no penalty. And believe it or not, this program has been used to fund a small business since 1983. So it's been around forever, but people still don't know really how it works. And I think, like you said, let's let's touch on how that works. And I think usually the best way to bring it up to people is telling them, hey, guess what? You've probably already done rollover funding, but instead of funding somebody else's business, you're funding your own. And what I mean by that is there's all different tax codes, tax laws, all these different things that establish why rollover funding works. But I like to use it in the way that Len Fisher, the founder of Benetrends, who's actually the original architect of this funding strategy, 
explained it to me. And he said, Eric, okay, so have you ever worked for an employer and then gone to work for a new employer? And each one of those employers had company retirement plans. And I said, yes. And I'm sure most of the audience will, would say yes as well or nodding their heads. And he then asked me, did you take your 401k from your previous company and roll it over to your new employer's retirement plan? Or did you move it to like an IRA outside of it? And I said, yes, I actually moved it to my new employer. And he said, great. Did you ever pay tax or penalty to move those funds from one employer to another? If I worked at Microsoft and then went to go work for Apple, if I worked at Johnson & Johnson and then went to work for Medtronic, did you ever pay taxes or penalties to move that money? No, of course not, because you're moving money from one plan to another. And most people at this point are nodding along and saying, okay, I don't know where you're taking me here, but yes, I've done that. So I always tell people that's one aspect of rollover funding. Let's put that to the side. Now, let's say I'm working for Apple, Microsoft, Johnson & Johnson, Medtronic, Fidelity, whoever. If I'm an employee at a company and participating in that company's retirement plan, as many of you know, if you log into your retirement account, typically you have different types of investment options, right? You can buy stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and one of the common investment options is buying stock in the company that you work at. You know, I, I worked at a company named Cintas Corporation for 10 years and Len, the founder of Benetrends was walking me through this. And he said, great, Eric, did you buy Cintas stock through your 401k? I said, yes. He said, great. What happened when you did that? And I think my exact answer was, I have no idea. <laughs> I clicked a button and figured, looks like a good investment. So he said, Eric, well, is it fair to say that your retirement plan bought the shares of stock of the company? I said, yes. So he said, so now the plan owned those shares. I said, okay. He said, Eric, where did the money go that your retirement plan used to buy those shares of stock? And that's when I hit him with my second, I have no idea. <laughs> it didn't even seem like real money to me. And he said, Eric, well, it was real money. It was the cash in your 401k. Your 401k got the shares. And the way it got the shares is it sent the cash right to Cintas. And Eric, by the way, you didn't lend it to them. They didn't owe you that money back. You bought something from them. You bought stock. You got the stock. They got the cash. And that cash went right to their corporate checking account. And that money is there for them to pay salaries, pay expenses, acquisition, R&D, whatever it seems fit. And that's when I started to connect the dots a little bit. And he said, so Eric, you bought stock at Cintas when you were an employee there? Congratulations. You've already done rollover funding. You've already used your retirement funds to fund somebody else's business. All rollovers for business startups is, is instead of funding somebody else's business, you're funding your own. And that's where he joked and he said, Eric, I didn't invent rollover funding. A lot of people credit Len Fisher as being the inventor of it. He said, I can thank the ERISA code of 1974 for that. I was just the first to realize you don't need to be Apple, Microsoft, Cintas, Johnson & Johnson to do it. It's all about corporate structure and plan design. So really the way rollover funding works, Kim, is... We set up a new corporation for somebody's business. 
So call it Daily Incorporated Doing Business as XYZ Franchise. So you have your new company. Next, we design and customize a new retirement plan for Daily Incorporated. So now you have your new company that has its own company retirement plan. And of course, as the owner, you can of course be an employee of that company. And just like going from Microsoft to Apple, Cintas to Aramark or to any other company, you can take your existing retirement funds and now that you're an employee of your new company, participate in that company's retirement plan and roll funds from a previous plan into your new company plan. And like all those other rollovers, there's no taxes or penalties to do so. So at this stage, I've now rolled funds into my new company's retirement plan. Well, of course, that plan's been designed and set up just like all the other plans we talked about. It can purchase stocks, bonds, mutual funds through Fidelity, Schwab, TD, whoever. But of course, what's one of the other investment options going to be? To buy stock in Daily Incorporated. So I can decide I'm going to roll over X amount of dollars into my new plan, chooses my plan's investment to buy X amount of shares of Daily Incorporated stock. And in that stock transaction, my retirement plan now owns the shares of stock of the corporation. And the corporation has the liquid cash, the money that your plan used to buy those shares, go directly to the corporate checking account. It's not a loan. It's not an early withdrawal. There is no debt service on this money, no payback schedule. Just like Cintas didn't owe me money back, that money is now in that corporate account that can be used for any legitimate business expense. Acquisition, franchise fees, recapitalizing existing businesses, and it can, can be combined with other funding programs like SBA loans or anything else. But as you can tell, I can get passionate and ramble. So I'm gonna hit the pause button and let's address some of the questions that probably you often hear. Yeah, no, I have two. It is such an excellent setup. So a couple of questions. So um, then when we think about the return, so most people like are looking at the return in their 401k and their financial planner is calculating that, right? That compound interest. And so how does one look at the return on that investment when it's invested in their own business that doesn't yet have a track record? Well, I mean, it's that age old question that we face with all people that we've worked with in our career, Kim's. Um, do you want to bet on somebody else's business and somebody else's stock? Or do you want to invest in yourself? Which one do you have more confidence in? And mm -hmm. yes, the best part of that is while that business grows in value, so does the value of your company. So does the value of that stock. So you're taking your retirement funds and growing them at a greater rate that you might see on a Wall Street investment, on a fix and flip home, not to mention there's so many creative and exciting exit strategies that can be done through this. There are ways that you could eventually sell your business and have a lot of the proceeds of the sale flow directly back into the retirement plan and sometimes minimize, if not eliminate, capital gains tax. That's, that's, and that's if, amazing. And if you do yeah. that, one could argue, are you telling me then that business ownership is probably the only investment that you can grow and exit tax free? You know, so it, there really are exciting ways of doing it. But 
you know, I do deal with, just like you deal with, Kim, the, you know, still the, the I always say it's a paradigm shift. The mm-hmm. idea of doing this, just like business really ownership. Is. Not only are you now dealing with the business ownership hurdle, I'm also going to jump over that hurdle. I'm going to use retirement funds. You know, one of the yeah. common questions I get is, Eric, if I use my retirement account and the business fails. That was my second question. <laughs> and I spend all the money, the money's gone. And in 10 years of doing this, I've actually come up with a pretty good answer. The answer is you are correct. (laughs) Hey, Daily Coach fans, if you're inspired by this conversation, I invite you to email me right now to explore this franchise opportunity. My email is inquire at kimdaily.tv. By the time my candidates get to the point where they've done competent due diligence and they're confident in their answer and they know that they're investing in, you know, one of these franchisors that I've, you know, have a relationship with. I mean, very, very, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. Failure absolutely does happen. And I have no control of it. You have no control of it. Only the owner of the business has control over whether they're successful or whether they fail. But very, very few people in my world are failing where they're losing everything. I mean, I wouldn't do what I do with passion for 19 years if that were the case, right? So if the business isn't working, you got to raise your hand and put a for sale sign on it and get somebody to help you sell it right before the entire ship goes down so that at least you could recap a part of that, right? But on the flip side, you could keep that money invested in an organization or in the stock market and then lose it through no fault of your own, you know? So it's not like this is any more risky than that. This just absolutely gives people more control. And to all the uh, points you've already made, some potentially amazing tax advantages. Yeah. And and you know what? It's funny with that question of, I've always uh, said, yes, you are correct. If you use it and the business fails, the money's gone. But then my next answer is, Please let me know if you're aware of some magical funding option that if you use the money and the business fails, that you get that money back. You know, <laughs> if I use my cash and my money is gone and the business fails, that doesn't come back. If I do this, I remember once listening to an accountant, we were going through this with the client, and it's not going to be our tagline anytime soon. But I remember one time the accountant telling the client, you know what, when you really break it down, the rollover is the cheapest way to fail. And I said, I don't know if I'm going to use that anytime soon, but can you break that down? And he said, Eric, let's just call it what it is. It's pre-tax liquid. When we look at, you know, how wealth is really created, look, 90% of millionaires own their own business, right? It's, you know, books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad that support this idea that when you're building a business, you've got not just the control, the freedom, the, you know, all of that, but you're you're in control of your cash flow. You're building equity that you own and that you can sell later on. I, I just interviewed, I don't know if you know Jack LaPointe, the founder of JanPro, and we were talking about... Um, you know, the amazing um, success that he had in selling his company into private equity and all of the millionaires that he created. He actually got like a little bit weepy sharing all of the story, thinking of all of the people whose lives his franchise changed. And what he said was, oftentimes my franchisees made their biggest hit upon exit. 
So if you're looking at a seven figure exit strategy from your business and you've got this 401k, so you've got that equity, you're going to get this amazing amount of cash coming back to you at your exit. And you've got a program where you can, you know, mitigate or even avoid altogether some of the taxation that might happen from that sale. I mean, it, it absolutely makes sense for people to at least be open-minded to learning. That's the only thing we ever ask in this process, right? Is just stay open. You never know what you could learn and when, when it could go, oh my God, I see the light, right? It doesn't have to be the right thing, but just stay open. It, all I ever tell people is you owe it to yourself to learn about this option. That's it. And, you know, there's so many values. You talk about the exit, but I know one of the hurdles that keeps a lot of you know, entrepreneurs away from buying a business is what about that startup time? And remember in a rollover, you can use those funds to also draw a salary from the corporation and just being able to mitigate and realize, oh, wait a minute. So regardless of what happens in month one, month five, month six, you know, 10 months from now, I at least know that this money's here to do this. So it really does. And, and probably my other biggest joke uh, or, or fun thing with rollovers of learning about it is, it's not a loophole. The IRS fully knows about it. And I always say it proves that it has a sense of humor because they're the ones that actually gave the title rollovers as business startups, which the acronym is ROBS because you're robbing them of their tax dollars. So um, it, Come on, has, Eric. <laughs> yeah, it really is something to learn about. And it, it, it there's no harm in it. I mean, there's no harm yeah. in learning about it and it could be done the day you launch your business. It could be done down the road when you're opening your second, third, fourth or fifth or making an acquisition somewhere else. But I know you've heard me say this before. If all you have is a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail. And in 2021, you better have more than a hammer when you're looking at, you know, buying a business and what your options are to build wealth and create generational wealth. And, and another point to bring up is that you don't have to use all of your 401k. I mean, a lot of our candidates will use a portion because even if you're going for an SBA loan, the bank typically requires some amount of liquid cash injection. And that can come from the ROBS program, like the first 20 or 30 percent. And um, and then, you know, oftentimes there's the myth that, well, I'm going to use somebody else's money. But you know what happens? I find most of the time when people will start to, you know, get down and figuring out their pro forma and they've got a three thousand or four thousand or five thousand dollar a month loan payment right away back to the bank. And they're like, well, this business isn't going to cash flow for like two years. And I'm like, well, hold on a minute. The business is cash flowing. It's just that your business partner, the bank is getting the cash flow first before you. And that's usually when people have the aha moment where I'm like, if you're your own banker, that $5,000 a month you're then giving to Wells Fargo or whatever, that's going right back in your pocket. And then, and a lot of times it takes like that kind of getting down into the, the go through the methodology and getting down into the weeds of it where people kind of have that aha moment and go, oh, I'm, I'm probably better off using my own money then, or at least a portion of my own money to offset that big loan payment. Yeah, I've had those fun conversations where I said, oh great, you're looking to use somebody else's money, then the rollover is the only program for you because you're using pre-tax dollars. So you could argue you're probably subsidizing your business with 20 to 30% of the government's money. An SBA loan, you're paying back with your own money plus interest. So that's not somebody else's money all these other things. So we have some fun with that with clients sometimes, but 
it really is just a lot of different perceptions like you talked about. But yes, I mean, in also doing our own SBA business, I would tell you probably 70 to 80 percent of the SBA packages that we get approved have a rollover tied to it. Because right. when doing an SBA loan, three things matter most. Liquidity, liquidity, and liquidity. And a rollover creates additional liquidity where there wasn't some. And I would tell you the most astute buyers, the ones that we typically get where you're like, oh, this is a financial advisor. This guy's got this huge IRA. He's not going to want to touch this. They're usually the ones that jump all over this because they see that, wait a minute, this is pre-tax liquid. The money in my checking account is post-tax. My home equity line of credit is tied to my home. The SBA loan is going to collateralize my house, all these other things. And I can just do this, be funded in 12 to 15 business days, put the money back into my own retirement plan, invest in myself. Let's go. So it's, yeah. uh, it's really fun to see. You just said, let's. Let, this is a great point, the 12 to 15 business days. So the time that it takes, the, you know, there's no pre-approval. Like, what do you need in order to be approved for a 401k rollover plan, Eric? Yeah, I, I mean, fortunately, it's really not an approval because it's your money. It's not a lending decision. Pretty much all retirement plans qualify. The only two things worth mentioning is Roth IRA funds cannot be used in this process because anything in a Roth IRA is post-tax already. And about 95 out of 100 times, most employers, if you're still working for that company, will not allow you to move money out of their retirement plan while still employed there. There are things called like an in-service distribution. I have seen it happen, which is why I say 95 out of 100. But if you're still planning on remaining employed and that's where the bulk of your retirement funds are, that sometimes just creates a couple of hurdles for us to get over. But outside of that, if you call me tomorrow and you have the best business idea, the worst business idea, the best credit score, the worst business score, uh, credit score, but you got a million dollars in your IRA, it doesn't matter. Three weeks from now, you can literally cut a check for a business for a million dollars, whether I think it's good, bad, or indifferent. It's your funds, it's proper corporate structuring and plan design. And yeah, for as long as it takes for those funds to move through the process and get your corporation set up and your retirement plan designed, um, that's how quickly your business can be funded. That's excellent. Eric, if anybody wants any further information on the rollover for business startup plan, should we leave your contact information in the notes below? Yeah, that would be great. And with a last name like Schechterman, fortunately, you can just email me at Eric, E-R-I-C, at Benetrends.com. So we got rid of the whole last name. You can, of course, visit our website. And if anyone that's listening today mentions that they found out about our program through the Daily Coach, uh, you'll get to me directly. We do free SBA assessments for all the subscribers. And we, we just love talking to people about their options, whether it's something we help them with or just giving them the information that they need. And um, just starting here and listening and learning, you're, you're off to the right start. Excellent. What a great conversation. So are you really great, great? If you use your 401k, I hope after you watch this video, you see that it's not so great, great after all. And maybe it actually is the more logical thing to do. Thank you so much for visiting the Daily Coach YouTube channel. I hope to see you again on my next video. If you found this inspiring, please contact me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. My consulting services are totally free to you. Again, that email is inquire at kimdaily.tv.
I can't wait to hear from you. 